0: This is the Kavnis HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Kavnis. Hello, and welcome to the Kavnis HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kavnis, and our guest today is Lee Reeves. Lee, are you ready to be great today? Jason, I am. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for being here. Lee has more than 10 years of experience working in both public and private companies. He graduated with a bachelor's degree from the University of Washington in 2009. Lee is a founder of Venture Catalyst at Cascadia Venture Catalyst Group. He is co-founder of Startup 253, director of business development at Seattle Startup Week, and the former community manager with IBM Global Entrepreneur. Lee has road relationships with Pacific Northwest Startups, and tech ecosystems, acceler- accelerators, incubators, angel investors, and venture funds. Lee, thank you very much for being here, and you're very involved in the stock community here in the Pacific Northwest, and we're interested in see- hearing your insights. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jason. So, Lee, tell us a little about what you have going on right now.
1: Yeah, man, a lot of lot of irons in the fire. You know, I would say the the biggest thing is happening right now for me. Uh, personally, it is Seattle Startup Week. It's coming up October 2nd through 6th uh, at multiple locations uh, around Seattle. And uh, I, had a, I had a good friend and, and colleague, Kenny Rhodes, asked me to participate this year as Director of Business Development. Uh, and so my primary objective this year was to uh, essentially expand uh, events within Seattle Startup Week. So taking a look at previous events and looking for areas that we could expand on. Uh, we've added some great new tracks this year. Uh, I just happen to uh, also be leading the corporate innovation track with a colleague of mine, Nick Ellingson from WTIA. And we're, uh, we're essentially bringing in uh, corporate innovation leaders from companies like Adidas, Horizon X, which is Boeing's uh, venture capital arm, Microsoft Ventures, We've got somebody coming in from Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska, Brian Ardinger, who is the co-founder of Econic LLC. We've also got Andy Zulanev coming up from San Francisco, Silicon Valley area, who is the vice president of Silicon Valley Innovation Center. So we're we're pretty excited about uh, having those individuals in Seattle during that week and we look forward to
0: a successful startup week this year. Lee, tell me how does a how does a startup enter Startup Week? What's the process?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Actually, so the so the entire week is free. This year I think we're going to have over 200 individual events within the week itself. And the the easiest way for for a company to get involved is, is simply to go to simply to go to the website actually, uh, which is seattle.startupweek.co and if they go to that, website, there is a list of events that entrepreneurs or, or founders, uh, etc, can actually attend. Uh, all of those events are free for the entire week. If somebody is interested in getting involved and you know serving as a speaker or maybe a panelist or giving a presentation of, of some sort, uh, they can definitely reach out to me and I can help put them into contact with the right person who's organizing an event that they might be interested in. Uh, and that's another way that they can get involved as well.
0: Lee, so um, how much has this, has this been gro- uh, grown through the years?
1: You know, I, it pretty pretty extensively. I, I believe that uh, Seattle Startup Week is you know has obviously been around Seattle for you know four or five years. Last year, I think there was about 175 events. This year, there's going to be over 200. We have expanded the events to to the east side as well. So I believe there's going to be a couple of events uh, in the Bellevue uh, Bellevue community as well. So I think the the objective is to you know, it's kind of scale startup week, get as many people people involved as possible, and just add some add some new events that that are interesting to to all kinds of entrepreneurs and, and all kinds of founders. Now, are the
0: startups do they actually pitch during this event, or is it more like an educational event where they just pretty much like network networking event, where they meet people, listen to other events, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So there actually is going to be a pitch event um, that's part of the opening party this year. So that's that's one pitch event. There probably are going to be a couple more pitch events within the week itself. I can't actually. Speak to those right now because I'm I'm not looking at the schedule, but there is going to be one for sure that takes place on Monday, October second, at the opening party. You know, and again, if there's a there's a startup that's interested in pitching, they can reach out to me, and I'll put them in contact with the right person who's actually. Hosting the uh, the pitch
0: event in the past events have any startups actually been funded like get got investments because because of the stopper Week or that's more like a long term deal.
1: You know I, I don't have an answer to that I would I would say from my own personal experience you know just as a startup just come and get involved and come and come and learn and take the opportunity to meet as many people as possible. You know I, I think when it comes to to raising funding whether it's from a, an angel investor or uh, or venture capital. Uh, investor relationships matter, and uh, it's important to to build as many relationships as you possibly can in the community. So I would say, come as somebody who wants to learn first, uh, at, and have that be your primary objective. And your secondary objective may very well be to to raise funds, but understand that it, you got to build that relationship first.
0: See, for the sponsors that come every year, do, how do they find out about do y'all? Like, do y'all reach out to different sponsors and invite them, and tell them what what the value is, or they reach out to you or
1: yeah, no, two, twofold, essentially. Yeah, we have a we have an individual that uh, that leads the leads the sponsorship portion of Seattle Startup Week. And uh, so so I have that that person's contact information, or yeah, they can they can reach out to me and I, I can put them in contact. I, I think the value proposition for for a potential sponsor is, you know, this is this is probably the biggest uh, you know startup event in Seattle. That companies are going to get the opportunity to to really you know kind of drive business development during the entire week gives them you know an opportunity to to get connected into the startup community if they're not already connected into the startup community Uh, and it really is um, it's really a great event for just meeting meeting people. you know, entrepreneurs and startups and other other enterprise companies that you may be interested in partnering with or at some point. So I would say it's a it's a great event to get involved with if you're if you're looking to do some business development, client client development things like that.
0: And Lee, this is mainly held at Startup Hall at University of Washington.
1: Actually, no. There's a there are venues all over the city of Seattle and the okay. East Side that are uh, that are actually playing host to to different events. The base camp this year is actually uh, Galvanized in Pioneer Square, which is located on the on the corner of First and Jackson. So that's where that's where most of the events will be held. But there are other venues that are that are uh, holding events as well. And all those events are are outlined on the Startup Week website.
0: So I think it's safe to say that you would tell any startup in the area they should attend this event.
1: I I think it's I think it's critical you know I I, um, from from my perspective you know everybody is is so busy building their companies a lot of times I think you know, people forget that it's important to to come up for air, and it's important to make connections. And as as the city of Seattle and the, the you know the Puget Sound region grows, relationships become even more valuable than they than they currently are. So, um, yeah, get get out, get out of your comfort zone. You know, meet people, ask for feedback, uh, make connections. Uh, it's a great way to get involved in the, the community and build relationships.
0: Yes. Lee, now I want to fix what you do with the, with the startup 253. You can talk about that for a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, um, startup 253 was actually built out of this idea that the Tacoma market and the South Sound market needs a resource for entrepreneurs startups and tech companies in in those communities. Uh, And so we've really just launched, uh, the website is uh, startup253.com You know, entrepreneurs, founders, startups can go to that website. We've got a free community calendar where they can go and see different events and things like that that are happening in the South Sound and the Tacoma market. They can also see resources that are available to them as as entrepreneurs or startups as founders in those markets as well. Some of those resources include Search Tacoma, which is a co-working space. Uh, a good friend of mine and colleague, Brett Green, runs New Tech Tacoma, and he has events uh, monthly at down in Tacoma. There's a Tacoma Entrepreneur Network that's run by Lynette Claire. So there are a lot of resources in that community, uh, but we're really just trying to kind of build up that ecosystem with Startup 253, and, and we think we're off to a good start.
0: Yes. And I'm actually doing this podcast from the one of the conference rooms in search of common. Uh,
1: great. That's a great yep. space.
0: Yep. So next question, um, from your point of view, what's more important, the team or the idea that when you look at a start, what is, what is more important? You know, there's various, you know, opinions on this.
1: Yeah. The, the team or the idea. Well, boy, that's a, that's a great question. I don't know if me personally, I don't know. Those are, important, obviously, but I think, I think execution of the idea is actually the most important. Okay. And the reason I say that, you know, there, I meet a lot of people that have great ideas, but they don't, they don't really mean a thing if you can't actually execute on that, that idea. So uh, I would say execution is is probably the most important and it, it takes relationships to execute the team is important for in from an execution standpoint because it's important i think as a as a as a founder to surround yourself with uh, individuals who bring different skill sets different backgrounds different perspectives to your to your idea but equally it's important to have individuals that have you know have kind of been there and done that and understand what it takes to actually take an idea and execute on that idea to, to create a product or a service that that solves a real problem in, in the marketplace.
0: Thank you. Next question. You have, you do, you did a lot of startups. When you, you, when you see a startup, how long does it usually take you to decide, okay, they might be able to make it or like, man, or like, man, they're, they're wasting their time.
1: Uh, that's a great question too. You know, I, I don't know if I have ever really said that because I, you know, I offer my perspective when I meet startups and I I always tell people, you know, take my perspective with a grain of salt because I'm just one, I'm just one perspective. And I think uh, every startup that has a great idea, you know, whether it's a product or a service, if you listen to all the, all the skeptics and and things like that, you know, the chances of you succeeding, you know, are, are, are slim. That stuff is all noise, right? So what I would, what I would say to startup founders is, you know, just, just take perspective as perspective and not as truth and, um, and create your own path and, you know, go, go forth with, with that mindset.
0: Thank you. Lee, next, tell us about a time in the past you, that you were successful, what you learned from this success and what we can learn from this.
1: Uh, yeah, time I was successful. You know, I, uh, I consider myself to be, you know, relatively successful. The reason I, reason I say that is, you know, I, I born in born in seattle raised in uh, southern oregon in a very very small town I think there was probably about 5000 people there at the time that i was that i was there in in high school you know 62 kids in my graduating class uh, when i graduated from high school which is you know relatively small class i think at the time we were maybe this, the third or second or third smallest 3a school in the state of Oregon and you know to, to come out of an area like that and to be able to you know really just make connections and meet people and provide value to to the community uh, to me is is the definition of, of success and so I, I just look at the path that I've taken you know personally uh, and how that's transitioned uh, to my professional experience and I, I consider that to be a win for myself so I like, to, I like to think of, of my path as, uh, as a successful path.
0: Yes, I agree with that. That's a very good success. Next, talk about a time that you failed in the past, what you learned from this, and what, we can, what our listeners can learn from this.
1: Yeah, a time a time that I failed... You know, I've had, I've had some, some professional experiences where I've, I've felt, I felt that I've, I've failed. The first time I would say was a couple of years ago, I I was working for an angel investment group here in Seattle that, that ultimately closed. And, you know, myself and a good friend and colleague of mine that were working for the company at the time, you know, I really felt like we kind of poured our, our blood, sweat and tears into trying to, to build the company up and ultimately it, it closed down. And I considered that to be a failure at the time, but, you know, looking back at that, that process and that experience is to me, it just, it wasn't really a failure, you know, tomorrow is always going to come. And so I think you really just have to take you know failures and, and losses like that with a grain of salt and understand that, you know, again, tomorrow's, tomorrow's another day, put, you put that noise and things like that behind you and you know, you find a, you find another, another opportunity in the marketplace and, and you attack it.
0: Yeah. I think somebody once said, you know, nothing is a failure long as long as you learn from it.
1: Yeah. I, I would, I would definitely subscribe to that. Nothing's a failure as long as you, as long as you learn from it. I think it just, it takes the right mindset uh, and you have to, you have to really shift your, shift your mindset, right. And to, from the idea that, okay, yeah, it's not a it's not a failure. It's a learning. It's a learning experience, and then take what you learned from that experience and apply it to your whatever your next venture is. So uh, I think that's an important important mindset to have, especially in this you know, startup and entrepreneurship space. Uh, failures are are a regular occurrence.
0: Yes. Now you already talked about this a little bit previously, but expand on how you add value and how to solve problems.
1: Yeah, I, you know I think the I think that adding value. There's there's a lot of perspectives out there, and. You know, my own, my own personal and professional take on, on value is, is really, is meaningful connections, you know, really, really helping people and giving, giving your time, whether it's 30 minutes or, or an hour and sitting down with an individual or individuals and really, really taking in what they're asking you and what they're looking for, uh, and having, having empathy in a sense to, to understand, you know, the problem they're trying to solve, what they're going through, you know, either personally or professionally and then f- trying to find a way to help them. Uh, that to me is is the definition of value. And I think that, you know, some there are there are some people who, you know, they have a have a more difficult time, you know, making connections and and meeting people for whatever reason, right? Maybe maybe they're more reserved or, you know, what have you in this in this marketplace, I think it's important to have good quality you know, professional relationships. And I'm, I'm willing to try and connect people to uh, you know, as many people within my network as I can, if there's potential synergy for them to collaborate or work together or derive value from that future relationship. Uh, so that, that to me is kind of the definition of, of value and how, you know, how I go about providing value to people that I come across
0: on a daily basis. Lee, next, talk to us about somebody who has helped you in the past and how they helped you.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the just a great example. I think about I think about Dave Parker. Actually, I consider a a friend and colleague here in Seattle. You know, Dave is Dave is one of those guys that will. Um he'll sit down with you every single time you ask him as long as as long as the ask is clear. you know what 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 do you specifically need from me? And I think he does that for for one specific reason, and that is, you know he wants to be respectful of your time and he also wants to be respectful of his time because time is our most valuable resource. And he's been he's been super full in that, you know, every time I've asked to sit down with him, uh, which has just been a couple of times. He's uh, he said absolutely, totally willing to meet with you and sit down. And you know, for me, just just having somebody to listen to you uh, and again have that empathy, I think is is the most important thing that that somebody can do for you. So I, I definitely appreciate uh, his willingness to sit down and take time to to listen and offer offer feedback, feedback and advice and things like that.
0: Yeah, that is very important. That's something that everybody needs. Someone they can go to and talk to and just bounce ideas off of. So, next, tell us something about you that most people don't know. I mean, of course, your close family, close friends know this, but it's like most people would not know this about you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm a, so number one, I'm a huge dog lover. Probably not. You know, a lot of people don't know that about me. Friends and family might. I, you know, I, I live in the Green Lake neighborhood and I have, I have no problem, you know, walking up to somebody and saying, hey, can I pet your dog? And some people might think that's crazy. Some people might not. But I'm a, I'm a huge dog lover. Uh, love, I love animals in general, but dogs are, are my particular favorite and then probably the other thing that a lot of people don 't know about me too is you know i 'm i 'm a bit of an outdoorsman. I really enjoy getting outdoors. I really enjoy uh, fishing. Um, I love steelhead fishing, I love salmon fishing. I try to do it as frequently as I can, especially this time of year when, yes. uh, when the steelhead and, and, and salmon and things like that are running. So uh, I would say those are a couple of things that people don't don 't really know about me too much
0: okay so Lee, we 'll come to the end of our talk. Uh, can you provide some social media platforms so people can reach out to you?
1: Yeah, actually, LinkedIn is probably a good one to reach out to me on. My uh, my username on LinkedIn is is Lee Reeves, Seattle. You can search me on LinkedIn, and I will I usually you know pop up in the in the top. Couple of uh, of people. I'm on Twitter, relatively active on Twitter. My my Twitter handle is uh, is Lee comma Reeves. Uh, I'm also on Twitter as uh, as Cascadia Venture Catalyst Group. You Can find me on both of those those Twitter handles and, uh, and LinkedIn as well.
0: And for our listeners, all these links will be provided for you in the, in the show notes. So Lee, before we go, any uh, last words of wisdom or advice for our listeners?
1: Uh, last words of advice. I would just say, you know what, be, be willing to connect with people, be willing to, uh, to kind of pay it forward, so to speak, and, uh, and have empathy for, for others and just uh, enjoy yourselves and, and get after it, work hard. There's, there's no substitution for hard work. So uh, continue, continue to grind and, and go about your daily, your daily uh, tasks and things like that with, um, with energy and know that tomorrow is always going to come.
0: Yes. Lee, thank you very much for your time and your advice. We really appreciate it. Absolutely,
1: Jason. I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot.
0: And to listeners, thank you for listening to us today. We really appreciate it. And remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Cadmus HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit CadmusHR.com or connect to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cadmus HR or Jason Cadmus HR on Snapchat. Thanks again, and be great every day.